0: Hi Troops, thanks for tuning in to the Steve Perriman Podcast. No game this week because of International Week, but um, I've pulled one out the hat here. Um, you'll soon find out who our special guest is. Uh, our last guest... On this podcast was Graham Roberts, and I think I've only ever had two uh, Grahams as teammates in my whole career. So the other uh, one I'm going to introduce you to is Graham Sunes. Graham, uh, I asked him to send me a text with all the things that he won, and um, bloody hell, it, it would take forever to introduce all of those. <laughs> but let's let's just say. European Cups times three, I think, FA Cups, League Cups, which we don't like talking about that League Cup one, (laughs) Um, World Cups times three. Fantastic. So, uh, Graham, very welcome to this podcast. It's obviously a sort of a Spurs-supported podcast, um, wonderful that the fact that you've taken the time out to give us give us your time. And um, Graham, could we start off by asking how you come to join Spurs and then how you come to leave, if that's possible?
1: Yeah, well, I, I ended up going to Spurs because I played for Scottish School of Boys um, at White Hart Lane. That must have been in 67 or 68. Uh, it was a long 68. time. Sixty, and we played English schoolboys at White Hart Lane, and I think Dave Mackay had broke his leg for the second time. I think, and he was he was at the game, but he was just injured or broke his leg. I'm not sure, but he looked in the program and he saw this kid who had gone to the same school as him. I thought I believe that's where the interest came came from. Then the scout at the time who scouted all the younger players, Charlie Faulkner, they turned up at my door, and it all sort of. Fell into place after that. I mean, I, when I came down to playing that game, I was sort of quite taken by by Art Lane. You know, I, 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 I,
0: um, I mean, Spurs were a big, a big successful team then as well. Great you know, name were, in Scotland, Graham. I mean, I'm it, telling you, but you know, yeah, they were, they were, they were
1: one of the big guys, and um, there's some fabulous players. And really, I could have gone to several English clubs. I could have gone to the two big clubs. I was training at Celtic Park. At some fourteen so fourteen to fifteen and um so I could have gone to the big two in Scotland um yeah. and were several clubs in England wanted me and I decided on Tottenham very very early
0: brilliant very was early it, was it the sort of sexiest chance you had
1: Yeah um, Liverpool were sniffing um West Brom were sniffing Wolves I tell you what happened I went to Forgive me again, because it's so long ago. I came down to watch a game um, towards the end of that season. Spurs invited me down, and I came with my my brother and my dad. And we went. We played. No one did. It was just my. It was just my dad. And came down, and they were playing Wolves. It was the second last game of the season. And then the following weekend, I went to Wolves because they invited me there. <laughs> Oh, so, and 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 um, I think City, I think, I think it was sorry, I'm getting confused. It was Man, it was Spurs playing City, and then the last game of the season was Wolves playing Spurs. Ah, so I saw them okay. twice in, in a week, brilliant. Um, but I've made my mind up, as I said earlier on, that I was going to go down to London and have a go at Spurs. And Charlie they were, just, Fon- they were great years, they were great years. Charlie Faulkner spent a New Year's Eve in my house. But you know, it's a small flat council flat in Edinburgh, and all my family were there, and he got properly pissed. So he really, really enjoyed a Scottish. Did he? he, he I don't know, Charlie. I'd never seen one before. He had a, a cigarette, cigarette
0: holder. holder. Yeah, yeah. And um, Charlie, Charlie was the first ever scout to knock on my door, Graham. What a coincidence! So, in a way, <laughs> he signed me the year before. Against you know a lot of interest because I was yeah. the only I was the only, only player playing for England schoolboys that wasn't signed to anyone because I came into it too late because I was a like a a, a grammar schoolboy so all of a sudden so Charlie saw me and then he straight around the house and it, it should have been did easy you, did there. you get on pissed? Did your parents get on piss um, <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably not. But uh, I think... <laughs> he turned up a few times
1: expecting to get pissed every time. I, I think, think
0: he got them pissed. <laughs> I think that's the way it was. And if he didn't, it was Dickie Walker. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely got my dad pissed, that's for sure. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So you sign apprentice forms?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've said, see, I had... There's a big thing made, we'll get to that later on, about me being homesick, but it wasn't really... That was not the issue. I, I See, I, I went to live with my grandmother when I was 12 years old. And, you know, my grandfather had died, so my eldest brother, I was the youngest of three boys, so for three years, up between 12 and 15, my eldest brother did it for three years, my middle brother did it for three years, and then it was my turn. So it's up between 12 and 15, I was already at the house. Great. And then, you know, at 15, I came down to London, and I loved it. I just loved it. It was just, you know, everything obviously very different. Um, I have to say, I didn't take time to everyone calling me Jock. So that was, you know, because... You know, it was so stereotypical, I suppose. Absolutely. But I, I I can't say I was terribly um, you know, I used to give I don't think I ever showed it, but um you, you know, it used to um give me the hump there's not much I could do about it as a fifteen year old. They wouldn't have called you know. Dave they wouldn't have called Dave Mackay or Gilly joke. No, no, no. <laughs> so I remember turning up in the first few weeks. I think Dave Mackay was only there for maybe two or three weeks when I was there and then he was off to He was off to Derby and he put his arm around me in front of all the first team players and he said something really nice along the lines of, you know, there's only three of us here, meaning Gilly, the only three jocks. She will have to keep showing them how it's done. And (laughs) Gilly was really good. Gilly was really good to me. Gilly was good to me as well. Two Um, great men. And we have had this conversation where, you know, it didn't work out for me at Spurs, where I've said to you, we've gone through them, you know, when we've been in each other's company. And I've said to you, what was, what was he like? And I've said, well, he wasn't terribly friendly to the kids. And you, you've you've um, sort of disagreed with that, that because that was your relationship with them, because you ended up being in the first team yes. very early. But there were some of them that weren't terribly nice to the younger guys. And sure. I, I, I get that. I get that. That's, you know mm. The relationship then in the dressing room would be very different to a relationship now in the dressing room. Absolutely. And what they can say and how they can treat the young players today is worlds apart.
0: So we had a good group of uh, apprentices spread over three years, didn't we? Jimmy, yeah. you, you, Jimmy, and, neighbor you. would have been the oldest. Yeah. Uh, me and uh, Phil were for the second you, level. You and Phil were the top
1: men. remember that.
0: Phil, not, Phil, not me. Phil. Not me. Phil was the king. I was. I was his helper. But um, <laughs> and then you came in as the as the youngest. Level. Yes. And then. Yeah. As we went through that year, we then had, had a good team and good players, and won a lot of things, didn't we? That was a great year for us. Oh, God, I think I think we
1: went the year we won the FA Youth Cup. I think we only lost once. Yeah, I think we won all the cups and only lost once.
0: Yeah, something do ridiculous. Know, do you know where that was? No, where? I'm never gonna forget it ever. Go on, Colchester away. You're joking. You know I'm one Colchester. of the you know one of those games where whatever you do. It's not going to happen. It just is not going to happen. Was it one nil? One nil. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that was the biggest shock for anyone to read that in the paper. That result. So the fact that we went on to do what we did was was fantastic. We had a great. We had some fightless players. Yeah, we really did. Yeah.
1: You know, with some really really good players.
0: Nobby Clark, Matt Dillon. Yeah, no, we
1: could score for fun.
0: Yeah, Billy very, Edwards. Back. Billy Edwards, Barry Dane's in goal. Yeah. Yeah. John Oliver. Uh, Bob, Bobby Armand. Bobby Armand, who's now he in uh, New Zealand New, he, Zealand. New Zealand. Yeah, I saw Flanagan. him last year. Flanagan. Who? Mickey Flanagan. Mickey Flanagan. Yeah. Some some terrific players. And just to let the, the listeners ah. know that we had a get together um, probably about 18 months ago now. And uh, mm. I, I thought. Uh, I was sort of planning to get us all together, maybe down the tunnel and on the pitch for our 50th anniversary of that FA Youth Cup win. So I thought, I'll just get us together first. And we all met up. You kindly came to the uh, restaurant there in the West End. And um, yeah, it was like we'd never been away. I've got to mention, interesting, Brian Turner. Brian Turner, you know,
1: Aussie. You he
0: died. I didn't know that.
1: Oh yeah, he's, I bet he's been dead for a good ten years, Brian. He got he oh, got a cancer and died. I went out to Australia a couple of times and saw him. He was, he was an athlete. He could get up yeah. and down. Really yeah. nice, really nice. But we lived in Diggs together as well.
0: Yes, I remember you being close. Mm. So it was the Diggs That's, one. That Tiger Lee's no longer with us either. Is Tiger he? Lee, absolutely not. No, bless him. I'll go so,
1: back on those, on, the, on those days with great fondness, you
0: know. Great times.
1: You know, I was like your first girlfriend. That was my first club. You know, yeah. never ever forget it.
0: Absolutely. You asked me one day, Graham, was the FA Youth Cup win important to me, bearing in mind that I'd, I was also playing in the first team during that year. And do you know what? It was. It was. This, this was my group, really. The first mm-hmm. team was something sort of like I was dreaming. That group was... Not my group, I owned them, but my chaps and uh, yeah. and we were all in it together and of course we had success because we were together. We were to
1: the... Because we're good players. Good players. We're good Absolutely.
0: Player. Yeah. Lots yeah. of good players. Oh yeah. jo-
1: Johnny Wallace, you gotta remember
0: him. Johnny John-
1: Johnny Deary. Wallace in our after
0: afternoon he, sessions. He terrorized us. Dearly me. <laughs> You'll never you'll never be taught a better way to sweep the gin. Really? Oh. And, and you clean do, the you
1: goods. know, as you sort of climb through the, the, the levels of the apprenticeship, you sort of get promoted to do the brasses. I end up doing the brasses. That was a good one because you didn't have to go outside Absolutely. in the cold weather to anything. Yeah. And remember, you know, you're in a rush. If you cut any corners,
0: start again. You weren't allowed any any slack at all in those days. I remember you'd say to us. If you cheat me with the jobs, you'll cheat on the Saturday. Mm. And there's some reasoning for that. I, I sort of can see yeah. it. Yeah. But it
1: was a great uh, It was a great
0: apprenticeship. Phil Holder, Phil Holder and Terry Shanahan. I don't know if Terry was there with yeah. you. Yeah, uh, they they didn't take that uh, instruction very well from John because they they were tricky every single week, <laughs> and I used to go home with them on the train, and you can imagine. Yeah, they were. a, a
1: on, so who was his favorite? Who was Johnny's favorite?
0: You, Johnny. Um, the key to Johnny, which maybe I got a bit quicker than some, was that Johnny would treat you how you treat him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: so anyone that was sort of answering back to him and a bit flash to him or whatever, you would get it. Mm-hmm. So I, in my six mo- first six months there, I used to watch, and Johnny Wallace would come in and say, volunteer, and someone would put their hand up, and he would say, rest of you go home, you stay here, you finish the jobs. And I'm trying to work it out. Why has he done it to him? Will he actually do yeah. it don't like him. So so I got on Johnny's side and then I thought, well, the test is coming. So he walks in this day, volunteer. That's me, John. Get yourself home, son. Long way to go. (laughs) Get yourself (laughs) home. And the clue to Johnny was if you were picked in his A team on the, so the team sheets went up on Friday. If you were picked in his team, you didn't have to work. Because he wanted you as fresh as you could yeah. be to get him a result.
1: Mm-hmm. It didn't
0: really matter about the youth team. You should be good enough to get a result anyway. So, yeah, um, so, yeah. so I, I'm talking too too much. So, Graham, tell us about you. You mentioned it maybe getting homesick and. and no, no. I, I, to, I, to, to summarize, we're skipping, a, you
1: know, lots of things happened, obviously, in the four years I was there. But yeah. basically, the way I, way I remember it, I mean, I, I, I made a, a, a like a, a serious leap in terms of size and physicality from yeah. leaving there at nineteen to twenty-one. You yeah. know, I must have grown. I must have put a stone and a half on and grown the best part of two inches. Sure. Going back to when I came down with my dad, I remember Bill Nick saying, "Do you have any brothers?" To my dad, "Does he have any brothers?" And he asked how big they were because it wasn't very big. But I was born in May, so yeah. when I when I would have been coming down to that game, I, I would have just been fifteen. Just turned. About just turned. Yeah. So the size was an issue, but I, I I um I thought I could have you know I could have done better there. I mean I think I had my eye taken off the ball. It was a hard school, and I get it now, and I fully understand why they were prepared to let me go because. Maybe I wasn't as dedicated as I should have been. But Mm. I I put that down to, and I say this because the way my my career ended up and the the way I responded to certain um, things and how to motivate me. No one ever said to me, we think you got a chance. Eddie Billy, Bill Nick, Pat Welton loved us all. Yeah. he, He loved us all. Yeah. But nobody ever said to me, we think he got a chance. So just be patient. I used to drive Bill McMahon. I'd go knock on his door on Friday afternoon saying, Why am I not involved? And I used to cheese him off, I'm sure. And then <laughs> and then I was because he wasn't a great communicator, as far as I remember. No. No, he wasn't someone. No. Can, and I um I felt I was getting nowhere and I was I was I was back home. Obviously, we we'll the success of winning the um youth cup. Um and can I just can I just brag for a moment? Please. The FA Youth Cup final against Coventry. First game at home. This is I remember. It. Tell me if I'm wrong. We win one nil. I scored a goal. We go away and we lose one nil, and I get booked. Third game, toss the coin at Coventry. I get sent off, and then the fourth game back at White Lane we won one nil to win it. and I scored a goal again. So you know, and I got and I got my six quid, but I never ever got a medal. <laughs> Never got a medal. I got six good bonus, but no medal. And Bill Nick says, don't worry, we'll have one specially made for you. But I'm still waiting. i Still never never, ever turned up. But then, you know, the following year, I didn't play many reserve games at Spurs. No. It was a youth team and then a few reserve games. And then I was home for Christmas and New Year and I got a call from someone at the club saying they'd accepted an offer from Middlesbrough, 30 grand. um, And I didn't say, well, would you, what, do you think I'm not going to be good enough for you? Or there's no Chad. Hmm. And it's because of my personality. So yeah, fine, I'll go talk to them. Because right away I'm thinking, they're not fussed you, about it. So, if you so don't want you,
0: me, I don't want you.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that, that's been to my detriment throughout my life. And mm. um, not just in the football sense. So that, that was um, how I ended up going to Middlesbrough. And I think the idea for Spurs at that time was, well, we don't think he's going to be good enough for us. And just in case we'll get them as far away as we possibly can from London. <laughs> and I'm not, I, That's what I was told later. But, and then I was there for four years and then I was transferred to, to Liverpool.
0: You told me um, in, when we met, we meet more in Portugal than we'd ever do in England, don't we? We just yes. happen to cross Which paths we, in restaurants. There now. Yeah, oh, for sure. So I remember you telling me about if someone had just sat me down, and explain to me. Look, you have got a chance. Just be patient. It's gonna, it's gonna come. That was totally that that generation of people leading us. They were a get on with it society. Yeah. Just get on with it. What? Oh, you've got an opinion, have you? What you? What's it got to do with you? What your career? How far your career is going? Yeah. Guess what? If I'm not asking about myself, who's asking? So. I, I, they, there was obviously strengths in that system, Graham, but there was a lot lot of weakness.
1: I I get that. That's how you treat, that's how you treat, and that's how I was, that's what I responded to later in life, both at Middlesbrough and Jack Charlton. And then when I went to Liverpool, that was certainly the case. And we'll get to that, and I can tell some stories to to back that up. But when you're, you know, when you're 18, 19 years old, and you think a boy's got half a chance, you say, don't be so impatient. You're, you're just a youngster. I've been a manager, you've been a manager, that's what I would have said. People yeah. think you've got a chance, just be patient. But deep you know, deep down, they must have thought, he ain't going to be good enough for us. Mm. When you think about it, when you break it down, deep down, they must have thought, he ain't worth the effort to say, you know, be patient. They should have given me another year.
0: So we're, what that tells you is, we're not infallible. Bill Nicholson mm. was, you know, a terrific manager in lots of ways. But he made a mistake on you. There's no, there's you no imagine
1: you, you, me, and Glenn Hoddle in midfield. Oh. I think I think we would have done okay.
0: I don't think Ozzy would have got in.
1: <laughs> no, you might, have, you might, have, you might have been a, a subbing. It, it
0: could have been sub. Okay, thank you, Graham. The...
1: We we'll get him in the team. We we'll get him in the team as a yeah. somewhere. Graham, you I'll and go I go would to. just
0: look after them. Graham, I go to the back. Um That's oh, you I'll, and I would look after them. I think we'd terrorize a few. I was happy. So, um, Graham, just just tell me what you think is the strengths of that Liverpool group that you joined as a, as a club. What what you know? You're sort of suggesting to me they gave you some discipline, or they gave you some home truths or whatever. It for whatever oh, they did, it worked.
1: Well, oh, can I can I tell you? I, I can't avoid Middlesbrough. Sure, I had four sure, years sure. there, Jack Charlton. You no, know, I quickly got Stan Anderson who signed me the sack. We went, My first game was FA Cup tie at Plymouth. We got beat. I think one 0 He quickly got the sack, and he was the guy that signed me. But I ended up, I ended up at Middlesbrough because of um, Harold Shepperson, who was England number two. Yes. And some of the Spurs boys, I think it was Martin Chivers, Martin Peters, Mullers, had told them or told yep. him about me. Yeah. That's where the interest from Middlesbrough came, I believe. Brilliant. So Jack Charlton comes in as manager, and he basically, it was black and white with Jack, God rest his soul. Um, he basically said, you're, you're a, young ma- a young man, a young kid, that has got a bit of talent. There's two doors. One door could lead you, and you could end up being a player and might, you know, do something with it. The other door, like thousands before you, with a bit of ability, and you could just waste it. And it was just, you decide. There was no arm around the shoulder. It was as black and white as that. And then, you know, it, it, it was a great four years for me. You know, at four years from leaving Spurs, you know, I was transferred for a record transfer fee between two of these clubs for a, like a holding midfield player. And all of Strikers who go for a big dos. So sure. I went to Liverpool. Now I'm at Liverpool. And the first week there was what it was for the seven years I was there. Training was at Melwood. You walk around Melwood, jog around Melwood, a few stretches, six a side, a few sprints, then home. That was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off. On the Tuesday night, they took me out. See how much larger I could get down my neck so Wednesday his off <laughs> Thursday train Friday just a light day my first game is at West Brom on a Saturday at quarter to three I'm in the dressing room I'm looking around Toshak's there Tony Smith Emily Hughes Clem Callaghan you know all this uh, the ones that were just sort of yeah being eased out so I said to Joe Fagan who was you know a really really good football man and a, a real proper guy you know he was the guy that you could go to him with your problems if you had some, not just football, maybe problems all, whatever. Yeah. And I said, Joe, can I have a word with you? And he spoke in a gentle voice. And I said, yeah, what is it, son? I said, look, I've been here a week and no one said anything to me. How is it you want me to play? And he, in a booming voice, and he very rarely raised his voice, he told me to F off. I <laughs> well, said, so all the F and money for you and you're asking me how to play football. <laughs> well, I never, I never asked another question. <laughs> I never asked another question in my seven years. Now, can you imagine that today it just it's it's just on another level because the player today as you well know he wants everything explained to him he wants to see videos he wants to have a, you know information on the player he's playing against it's it's the filler heads with nonsense today and that and that i think is the best example and i my, my seven years there and i, I I'm, I'm not forgotten your question about what secret did I have I don't, you didn't use secret but why were they so successful? I'll get to that. So that's my first game. My last game was a European Cup final against Rome in Rome. And um we never had team meetings, never had team meetings. So we had gone to Israel for a week's holiday beforehand. There's a couple of a couple of Italian journalists turned up, and you know, I, I'm the captain, I'm saying, join us for we call it, we said cocktails before dinner as <laughs> well. The cocktails were about five pints of lager. So these, these um, Italian journalists turned out the bar, and because Italians just don't drink very much. You
0: know? Absolutely. They're looking
1: at us and they're thinking, this lot got no chance. And then what they would do, we'd go out and they would sit in reception waiting for us to come back in. Well, by the time we were coming back in, it was three and four in the morning. They're asleep on the couches in the reception <laughs> and we're walking past them. They've lost. The but they could Brilliant. not believe it. So anyway, we get to the match day. The Tuesday night we train in the stadium, we're back to the hotel. So I'm rooming with, rooming with Kenny and I'm in the room. And Kenny always Kenny always took a sleeping pill. So he'd take his sleeping pill, there'd be a 10 minute period where he would be talking absolute bollocks. Whatever that looks like, he's talking absolute nuts. So he takes his sleeping pill, and there's a the music's blaring from the next door room. So I'm banging on the you know, the wall, nothing. Phone down, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll send someone up, sir. Nothing. Now, Kenny's fallen asleep. So it's me sitting watching <laughs> Italian. It's not like you have all the satellites then. I'm sitting watching Italian football, uh, Italian television. And anyway, I'm banging on, the, on the, the wall again. Eventually, I go to sleep. So in the morning time, Kenny and I wake up. This is match day. Kenny and I wake up as we're leaving the room. The person in the room next door with a loud music is coming out of his room. That was our fucking manager. Sorry, swearing. It. it was our manager. I said, boss, what, you know, what, what were you doing? You kept us awake. He said, oh, sorry, boys. He said, we opened a second bottle of scotch last night. I must have fallen asleep with the, with the telly on. So, which, mana- which manager? This, this, this was Joe Fagan. This was yeah. Joe Fagan. So we're getting a bus, travel for an hour to a training ground. It wasn't a training ground. Let's stitched us up nobody from the club had gone and done a recce to make sure they weren't sticking it to us. So we just, we come back to the hotel. We're having lunch. As I said, we never have a team meeting. So Joe Fagan stands up. He's on, a, he's on an elevated table and he takes a spoon to a glass, taps it and says, excuse me, boys, can you leave leave us? To the waiters. And we're all nudging each other thinking, what's he going to say? We never, we never we never talk about the opposition. It's a meeting. We we know they've got three World Cup winners. They've got a couple of Brazilians. Best played player in the world at the time was Falcao, midfield player. Yeah, yep. but they never, 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 spoke about them. So we're nudging each other. He stands up, and after ten seconds, obvious, he's talking to himself. And it was along the lines of, "Well, big game tonight. Yeah, European final. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, they must be a good team. He's looking at <laughs> a good team," he said. Um, some World Cup winners, a couple of Brazilians. No, there's no way they're as good as us. Now, <laughs> first, a quarter past five, make sure no one's late. That was it. Never spoke about them. Didn't speak wow. about them. Not once. we have go out and play them. And that, that was the Liverpool way. The Liverpool way was all about they would say to us at Anfield, say in Anfield, anywhere, they would say, that team across the corridor, this is their biggest game of the season. This is a, the, the game they look forward to when the future came out. They're sitting second off the bottom of the league for you big heads, and that's what we would they called us the big heads. <laughs> the first, the big heads. <laughs> you big heads. Don't take them seriously. You could get beat by them today. But they'd always finish by saying, but if you're at it, and you work as hard as them, and that's all we ask, there's nothing for them or anyone else who goes in that dressing room this year. And it made you feel. And that's all they ask of us. Yeah. Match them for effort. And because you're better players, you end up
0: winning the game. It was so simple. So they were judging your character before they signed you? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I... I yeah, yeah. yeah well, I, of, of course they were, of course. Why, why wouldn't you do that? But they knew that you was a certain type of character to go yeah, and, and compete. What sort of character was
1: I as a young boy, as a
0: player? Well, style-wise, you weren't the player that we all know and love in a way Uh you were more of a flair player. And for instance, when you got sent off at Coventry, if I told that to someone who knew the whole of your career, they would think you've done someone. Well, Hmm. actually you were that good, a technical player that they would man to man, mark you or they'd say closest player, get, Get yeah. him, close him down and they would nibble you and bite you and bite you and bite you and, bite you and, bite you and eventually you I, I, that... I punched
1: Dennis Mortimer that night that's what I got sent off for Dennis was Mortimer it? the guy who went to ask was it club.
0: Dennis? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah
1: I mean yeah I, I I I you know because of the way it, it sort of panned out for me you know that's how people refer to me oh he's an aggressive type of player but that's how I remember myself I I I, I could dribble yeah, absolutely. I, look, see, if I said to people know he's you
0: know he's got the early stages, another thing. Yeah, in trouble. I, I, I sent you an article when I've been playing about ten games in the team, and Bill Nick called me Mister Reliable, and he's and he was trying to say, yeah, it'll do. He's reliable, but actually we got one coming up with the. Drop of this shoulder and a drop of that one. He can go in between two players. He was talking nice. about you, Graham. And mm-hmm. I could see that. Do you know what I mean? I could see that. I suppose at that young age, I was more pliable to what he wanted. Yeah, I think
1: I think you like you got into the team and you complemented what was in there, the engine exactly. run, where I, I would be less trustworthy.
0: Yeah, they needed legs, Graham. They needed legs and I gave them legs. Although I wasn't really that player in the youth team. I wasn't really the one that I... They all decided about me after 10 games. Oh, he can win the ball. He's going for a 50-50. Well, not that I ever did not go for a 50-50, but I was more of a sort of an inside forward deliverer (laughs) of the ball. I I couldn't beat anyone on a dribble. You could, but in, in a way took for me to get on the stage I think I learnt more on the stage Graham than I did anywhere else did anyone teach you anything? No
1: I've I've, I've never had a a watershed moment when there's been some magic words out of a coach's mouth and I worked with Jockstein Alex Ferguson, the Scottish team Bob Paisley, Joe Fagan Jack Charlton Roy Moran, you know they, they, were, they were all extremely knowledgeable football people. Yeah. There wasn't any any time... Magic. Saturday.
0: There was no magic.
1: No, you learn it on the job. I, 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 um, I learned to think quicker, to move it quicker. When I, when, I think when I made a jump from Middlesbrough to Liverpool and I was then playing with better players, and they would say, I don't want to, we don't want to see any tricks. The only time you show us a trick is when you can't pass it one or two touch. If you get canned in somewhere, show me a trick then. But the rest of the time, quick and simple. They would to say to us, Oh, you you're pointing to you know the everyone but the strikers, oh, you're just here for one reason. You get it to them as quickly and accurately as you possibly can. Yeah. They are the only ones in on the team that need time and space. Yeah. You show me a trick on halfway line means nothing to us. Just get it to them as quick as you can. Absolutely. And that was the basis of us playing football. It's never changed, Steve. No. No. So when you watch the games to now, the games now, you know, the the stats <laughs> would tell you that we had 75% of the ball. Look beyond the stat, that stat. How much of that 70% or 75% was in your own half? Yeah. Oh, 55. Well the,
0: what was get, that
1: it,
0: get it forward. Yeah, get, get it, it forward <laughs> as quick as you can. As accurate as you can. And get <laughs> after it. And get how many players, how many players do you see today? Pick it up look good, play it 30 yards out there and stand still.
1: Or run after it to get it back. Just,
0: just move. Move in case he wants you. Hopefully he don't want you if you're a centre-back to a full-back. But if he does want you, you're in the right position. Yeah. Well,
1: I, I had, about five years ago, I, I've got a young son called James, who's 21. And we went up to Crosby and Merseyside to go to Ronnie Moran's funeral. And coming away... I said to James, you know, think about it, he is the single biggest influence on my career on him around. And, and let, me, let me tell you why. He, he and he and Joe Fagan were like a double act. They always, they always made you feel that, wow, well, you're a good player, yeah, you're a good team, but you're not like the players we've had here in the past. <laughs> no, and, and, but I bought it. We're well, obviously not as good as the, what they've had. Yeah. Obviously, we can stand back now and you look what we won. Always, we must have been as good, at least as good as any of them.
0: Fair chance.
1: Always reminding us, you know, and, and a, a couple of stories I can, you know, we play and say Man United, our biggest rivals, we're beating them 3-0. They're second in the league, we're first in the league. Or they're third in the league and we're first in the league. At the end of the game, you're getting your gear off or you had your shower, you're back in, you make sure everyone was in the dressing room. One would walk to one side of the dressing room, one would walk to the other. So Joe would say, <laughs> Joe would say, Ronnie, we weren't very good today, were we? And all our heads would come up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ronnie, you know, the second half, honestly. We were, I would say, I would say, yeah, it was 3-0, but that could easily have been 3-3. Or we could have lost it today. I didn't think we played very well. When you look at the 90 minutes, Ronnie, it's just 90 minutes of averageness. We well, have. Yeah, just beat the nearest rivals, 3-0, our biggest rivals, and they were never happy with that. Yeah. Never. They were never... Happy with it until you actually got your hands on the trophy. And the trophy was in the dressing room. And, you know, we do pre season. That was a week. And then after about 10 days, we'd go abroad. Prior to going abroad, Ronnie Moran would walk in with a cardboard box. Some, you know, some had been delivered to the stadium cardboard box. Again, after training, he'd walk in and they put the box. On the massage table in the middle of the dressing room, and he'd walk away and he'd go, "Are oh, there some medals in there? You won the league. <laughs> medals in there. <laughs> if if you've played enough games, and you think you deserve one, take them." Not, not, <laughs> not, not finished. He's not finished. Now remember, the last time We're winning the league most years. He'd walk out and we'd go one, two, generally six, seven seconds. The head would pop round. And say, by the fucking way, you get nothing this year for what's in that box and go away. And it was all the time about yeah, you know, putting pressure on you all the time, making yeah. you feel you've, you've done nothing in this game. You know, he kept after you. He, and I responded to that, and everyone did. And if you didn't, they used to say at Liverpool, I've told you once, I've told you twice, I won't be telling you a third time, it just means you're not gonna be here very
0: often. Yeah, it was ruthless. So, so in a way, they just tightened the screw. And actually, if you won and they thought maybe you were relaxing, they just tightened a bit, bit, yeah. a bit tighter, which is, well, which is great management.
1: R- well, Ronnie would walk around mumbling to himself so we could hear effing <laughs> big heads. Big heads. <laughs> Honestly, mo- mo- modern players, fucking big heads. And-, and we've won the game. But you go away thinking, oh,
0: man. Love it. Love it. It was an education. Would it work today? So they were, they were, they were good at bringing you sort of down to earth, keeping you, keeping you grounded. They knew that they couldn't stop certain things. You know, I've seen your team in action, no different to ours. With you know, on tour in Swaziland and and all that Mm. stuff, a drink at the end of the season, yes. But they just, they just knew when to say things correctly to you. And oh. and and they're from the same same era as Bill Nick and Eddie. Get mm-hmm. on with it. Get on with it. I think you're good. Just get on with it. Next. 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 Because that's yeah. The they were ruthless. Steve, they were absolutely ruthless. They
1: yeah. really were. And um, I mean, I, I, there was a lot more science to it than 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 we knew. Yeah. You Ronnie Moran every day would enter into his book exactly what we did in training, what the weather was doing, yeah. and, and, and someone gets injured. I mean, they, they were they were way ahead of themselves, but, but they, they always felt they had a secret. And I'm looking at the current Liverpool team, and they look like a shadow of what they've been. And they look like they've overtrained.
0: It's yeah. not
1: because they're playing too many games, I don't believe.
0: Personally,
1: yeah. I never ever felt tired. But I look at them now and I think, they look, they're a yard short of where they've been for three years. Yep. And you just wonder if he's training them too much because at that time at Liverpool, we, we, we just ticked over. We just very rarely do have a hard day of training. On a day, on a, what they would do if we had a free week if we weren't playing in Europe or a cup competition, they, they had an area at the training we called Wembley where they would the staff would play and the injured first-team players would join the staff and they'd play against the kids, you know, the injured players yeah. are coming and playing yeah. against the kids, and um, they would say to us, you, you big heads, go as far away as you possibly can from us, <laughs> and have a six aside. And so it was a free day, and we were sent away with no rules, and someone would just stand around, and then someone would kick someone, then someone would have a moan Then someone can see the goal, and you know what that leads to, then yeah, then start to do it properly. But there was days, I mean, and I was one of them, I bet you two days a week, Ray Kennedy used to buy from his local dry cleaners a a roll like that thick of the polythene bags you get your dry cleaning shirts in when they come back. Yeah. Yeah. And most of us, a good 75%, two days a week, some more would be. Putting that on before they put a top on and sweating out whatever they had
0: yeah.
1: been drinking the night before.
0: Ab- absolutely. They didn't,
1: they didn't stop them winning things.
0: And when you, when you played against your team, you were relentless. I mean, <laughs> relentless.
1: Yeah, no, I, I was a great... I mean, I'm sure White Hart Lane, if you're a Spurs player in the first team is a great place, to play a bit of Liverpool, it was just... I don't know. I think, in my experience, I know going there as a as a player playing against them, how difficult it was. Yeah, I don't know if it was going down the tunnel and up the tunnel, or the crowd. The crowd were great at Liverpool. Yeah, you know they believed in you even if you were one down. They never got after you. If you lost a game, never got after you. Um, the crowd
0: were the crowd were fantastic. And the amount of games, the amount of games that you caught up late. Yeah. And ended up winning. So you'd yeah. you'd equalize in like the 82nd minute and you'd win it in the 89th. Mm-hmm. And we'd all be looking at the papers going, they've done it again.
1: What what but, what the what they constantly did, what you touched on five minutes ago, they constantly they just kept the pressure on you in such a subtle way. It was all about you know you. It's not about us, it's about you all the time. Constantly putting the pressure on us. And and I'm a great believer, unless you're good senior pros you got no chance. You've been a manager, I've been a manager, you know, been in a room with good senior pros. If you've got good senior pros, no chance. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and they, they got after the senior pros, you know, you've got, they, they, there was no big sit down. It was always, they would say something that would be critical.
0: Yeah. Ozzy always said about Minotti that he had three or four that he, he trusted the most. And all, all his messages would go through them. Mm-hmm. You get at him, you sort him out. Da, da, da. And amazing.
1: Yeah, they they knew everything went on. They knew everything. You know, yeah. They, yeah. they knew everything that went on. But they turned a blind eye to it. And it was all about, you know, if you have a couple of bad games, they'll be looking at you. You have three bad games, they're looking at you very closely. You might even get a tug and get pulled in. Four bad games, you'd be sitting on the bench. Yeah, it doesn't matter who
0: you are. Absolutely fantastic, Graham. We could talk forever. I'm looking at Tom. 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 How's Howard gonna be when I tell him who's replaced him tonight?
1: Ooh, Howard, well. Howard,
0: Howard's the old, the old style supporter, Graham, who just adds a bit of facts and figures to X Games. Yeah. And um, so, because it's International Week, I said, Graham, uh, li- leave it. Uh, Leave it, Howard, because I've got a couple of questions I've got to answer through Tom, through the whatever. And yeah. um, wait till he hears it's Hugh, that's replaced him. Wow. I'm sure he'll accept it on this occasion. Yeah. No, 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 no. Graham, a couple of people want to be, be mentioned here. Ninian, who was Dave Mackay's uh, nephew, I think, who was on oh, trial yeah. at Tottenham. when we is there, no, is he? No, no uh, but I, I've done a couple of podcasts for him. Yeah. He's up in Scotland, Edinburgh, right. I suppose. So he wants to be be uh, mentioned here, and Phil, of course, who I speak to most yeah. days. So oh, uh, he
1: was he was um, he was our leader. So yeah. so Dave Mackay, for anyone who's watching us, um, obviously Spurs supporters, but I, I you speak to anybody who shared a dressing room and a pitch with Dave Mackay will tell you it's on another level. Another I, level. I, I I, as a school, school boy, when I'd maybe done something wrong, I'd go in front of the headmaster. And the headmaster would say, you know, Dave wouldn't have done this, and Dave wouldn't have done that. <laughs> then, then I go to Spurs and Dave and, and Bill Nick never mentioned John White or Danny Blanche or everybody else. Dave, Dave would have done this, and Dave would have done. I had Dave Mackay rammed down my throat because I went to the same school. <laughs> so at Old Trafford one night, I got inducted into the Hall of Fame. And he was, he was, you know.
0: I was, was there. Were oh, you? Yeah. I was there. Yeah. yeah. Glenn was, Glenn was on the same night.
1: Yeah. And he was presenting it. And I had to say, I said, I've got to tell you this story. You know, about Dave Mackay. <laughs> no
0: more. No more yeah. Dave Mackay.
1: I'd love to be mentioned in the same breath as him.
0: Absolutely. Because they reckon he was just different class. Yeah different class all the old Mm -hmm. all the old codgers all the ground staff that you know because of the doll's calf and the tony's calf all that on the high road (laughs) and um they would all say and and the food would be different every day you know like the um the meal Mm. of the day and say on the on the Board would be lamb yeah. and whatever and next day pork and whatever and phil said to me one day steve same meat different gravy i'm oh, sorry <laughs> <laughs> that's how it is but he used, to go, he used to go there for a cup
1: of tea before as well he used yeah. to have a cup of tea in there before he went to work
0: absolutely great times
1: have... oh i'd Grand, love to, go, I'd love to week, week. go back and do a week at, at you know at chesham as an 18 year old what a place
0: what a place Graham, we're going to get this together, This uh, the FA Youth Cup team. We're going to go and be introduced on the pitch at half-time. I love that. I and love please that. come. And um, well done. You are very generous last time we all met up. So thank you very much. And um, thanks for doing this for us. Wonderful. No, pleasure. Pleasure. And um, well done for your three World Cups and your no. European you. Cups. And all, all that goes with it, I still don't like the League Cup.
1: Yeah, well, against us, I was very lucky. You know, I never got—you <laughs> never got injured, did you?
0: No, 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 no. I
1: I sorted out once at Leeds when I was at Middlesbrough as a 19-year-old that team, and then now I, I, I swiftly mastered the art of just arriving a second
0: yeah. late for every ball. Yeah, well, with the Leeds, anyone could have done you. It were not coming yeah. from the player you was against.
1: No, that's what, I was I was I was after Bremner. Yeah. And Terry in. Terry O'Rourke, you played and to be fair to him he um, you know he, I went looking for him every time I played against him he, he and he me, he, take,
0: he took his medicine yeah he gave me my worst injury
1: did
0: he? yeah he left it on me late one day and uh, Mike Varney tells a story the physio and he, he's thinking Matt,
1: we're sharing that and
0: that's, yeah he said it's yeah. pumping he said your ankle's pumping and I said Fucking strap it up! I'm going. I'm going back on. Mike Barney had a beard, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I chased him. I chased Terry for the rest of the half, which was about twenty minutes, and he was having a nightmare. And they took him off at half time.
1: But well, I, 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 I used to give it to him on a regular basis. And to his credit, yeah, never ever,
0: never Fair play. play. Fair play. Uh, he was a better uh, footballer than people gave him credit for. Yeah, and he was a better footballer than him. he could He could pass it. Yeah, he was a proper man in that, in that respect. Yeah. Fair yeah. play, Tom. Yeah. Graham, mm. thanks very much. Much appreciated. Yeah, pleasure. Pleasure. Troops, thanks for listening. Um, Great honor to speak to Graham. And um, I hope I see you, Graham, in the next uh restaurant. Yeah, we'll have a, drink, love a drink. Uh, uh, drink. If not, I'd be at what? Uh, the new stadium and we'll be presented on the pitch with the rest of the chaps. When is 50 years? When is it? Uh, it, it gone. Um oh. So it was 1970. So that's 2020. So mm. we're we're in 2021. So it's gone, but I'll make sure they... um Not that i got any power there. I don't know um. who I can speak to, but I'm going to... Listen, it. the way your team's going, you and I
1: might
0: get a game. <laughs> Just a... Or, or a well, you normally there's been more laughter in this podcast because you can imagine the last sort of couple of months we've been worried about the team and why is this and why is that and entertainment value etc all the things you go through with your talk and um so at least we've had a week off from that haven't we tom be very refreshing (laughs) (laughs) great well done graham thank you very much me. I enjoyed it. Regards to the family. Yeah, and you. Cheers, Steve. See you soon. Bye-bye. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Tom. Bye, bye. Cheers, Graham. Thanks.